0: Hello friends, it's Sean here, it's Thursday the 21st of September So good that you can invite me into your day so that you and I can continue on this incredible adventure Of hearing about the birth of our church in the world Empowered by Jesus and His Spirit in the book of Acts And today we reach chapter 5 which starts off with that very scary encounter of nice and Sapphira, that couple who die because they withheld money from the church. This is just a, one of those fascinating stories. It is unique in all of the book of Acts. In fact, in all of the New Testament that we see this sort of thing go down. And there are a number of people with a number of opinions on this, but... There are probably a couple of things that are worth noting Firstly, that the Holy Spirit is not just some timid little toy That makes people brave enough to say some words But the Holy Spirit is indeed the living, breathing presence Of the Almighty God of the universe Who is just and powerful And this is evidence of that It's also to say that Money or the love of money is a tricky thing And in fact all of the gospel authors speak really quite angrily and violently Against that love of money and putting money above other things And this is another example of that theme Really just wanting to point out that the way of the world chasing money Is not where we should be at but promoting God's kingdom And another fascinating interpretation is it's not just the man who is punished but there is equal weighting in the story given to both ananias and sapphira this is the first time that men and women are both held equally accountable for the work of their faith in their community this is very new for the jews in that space where women were often subservient to men and their decisions so here This is the church saying that there is equal footing for men and women in this work. Isn't that cool in the midst of the awfulness of the story? So anyway, I've said enough. Let's actually read the chapter and hear these words. As written in Acts chapter 5. But there was a certain man named Ananias who with his wife, Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You have lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished and after selling it, The money was yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied. That was the price. And Peter said, How could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, They carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. The high priest and his officials who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, The jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside, but when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, They were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, he said. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honour at his right hand as Prince and Saviour. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. When they heard this, The high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, Men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do with these men. Some time ago there was that fellow Theodos, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the high council, rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus, thank you for the wisdom of that man, Gamaliel. Thank you that he had the foresight to say that if this is from people, it's going to fall over in a matter of, a matter of weeks. But here we are, a matter of thousands of years later, and your spirit and your church is alive and thriving in this world. Jesus is indeed the Messiah. Ah, we love you, Jesus, and we are just so delighted to be part of your church and to have this faith that you have gifted us in you, our Lord and our Messiah. We just lift you up and place you on the highest throne and worship you as our eternal and sovereign God, Lord Jesus. We love you. You are incredible and we are your disciples. Thank you that you draw us to your side, that you love us, that you forgive us and that you invite us into your church and into your family. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.